went to the public library to try and make sense out of all this madness. The place was boarded up, shut down, so I broke in and borrowed some newspapers. Now this is spoiler alert, although I can't imagine hell being much worse. The continuum has been disrupted, creating a new temporal event sequence resulting in an alternate show. Alternate to us, but reality for everyone else. You recognize this? It's the bag the sports book came in. I know, because the, the receipt was still inside. Now, we can't go to the future, because if we travel into the future from this point in time, it would be the future of this reality, in which Biff, in which Biff is wealthy and married to Sean, Sonya is in an asylum, and this has happened to me. Our only chance is to repair the present, or our only chance to repair the present is in the past, at the point where the timeline skewed into this tangent. The tangent, of course, being a whole episode on Back to the Future! Yay! <laughs> I'm joined via Zoom teleconference by Sean and Sonia. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi. Uh, as you're probably aware, uh, we are concluding our two-part two time travel extravaganza by talking about Back to the Future. As always, a full spoiler alert is in effect. Hello, McFly. That's too loud <laughs> for the recording, but it's still going to be good. Should pick that. <laughs> you guys, we're talking about Back to the Future today. Let's get right down to it. Which one of the three is your favorite? I need to know. This this is how this has to start. Well, I feel like it has to be number two. What? Sorry, that was Is that not the vibes? That's like Sonya? Sonya? I feel like that's the best one. I'm not crazy about number two. That's very fascinating. <gasps> okay. Mine I think is truly controversial. No, okay. It's, it's, you're not I gonna think, see number three are you? i think it's the first one but i really like number three. Oh wow okay I know. so uh my favorite is number two uh it always has been it's incredible i don't know how anyone could think either of the other <laughs> ones are better i uh, you're completely insane if you do any any individual like that but um uh i mean i think the first one is regarded as the best of mm. the three right like culturally speaking uh, everybody, Sean, why do you like the second one best? Okay, you're right. The first one set up a great world, but mm -hmm. then the second one really took that world and ran with it. And like we've been talking about the future this whole time. That's the it's in the title. They didn't show us the future in the first one. This one we <laughs> get to see the future. It is filtered through an '80s lens, uh, mm -hmm. which is so there's '80s um, vibes to all of the futurism mm -hmm. but it's so fun and then you get alternate timelines you get this mad max world where principal what's his face is like this mad max warrior it's like <laughs> it's just very fun sean sean might have watched a different movie than i did uh excuse Sonya, me why do, you, why do you think the first or third is the best um honestly okay i think part of the reason i like the third one so much is that so much of it is focused on Doc Brown, who, as we will talk about later, I deeply love. Um, oh. And also there's something, well, actually, maybe it's Mary Steenburgen. I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Well, everything she touches is magic. Everything she it's touches true. is magic. That's true. And and clearly she should have brought in, been brought in sooner. I don't know why. I agree. They... And I think she could have been in the third one a little more even. But um, mm -hmm. Well, if we yeah, ignored the... Jennifer this whole time, why would we... <laughs> Why would he bring in another woman? Exactly. You guys, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. He's gonna arrive right back to where he left her on the porch. She'll it's be fine okay. sleeping on that porch in the open. God. That's She's fine. just gonna change from someone else to Elizabeth Shue. That's the <laughs> only thing that's gonna happen. Exactly. I did love that they just like wordlessly put in Elizabeth Shue and were like, "There you go. It's fine." <laughs> to re to replace Crispin Glover, we will steal his likeness and later get sued for it. But to I mean, uh, to replace the other lady, we'll just get Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> And just give her this big blowout. Yeah. She's only six foot, six inches different in height and has a different hair color. It's fine. Yeah, fully. No one's going to notice. Yeah. Oh, it's a totally different person. Um, um, but I don't know. The first one, I think, is just like so iconic, just deeply embedded in our culture. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's like a very well constructed movie, also. Um, the, pa the pace is like, a, it's a bit stressful for me. <laughs> I get stressed out, as you guys know. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I <laughs> Did agree. I answer your I, question, Jer? I became yep. stressed how each new movie starts moments after the last one left yes. off. And I was oh, like, I have... when will Marty get a chance to breathe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 
uh, I have no problem with that. But I do think that the first is like a whole piece of something, whereas the others like lean on the yeah, one before, exactly. which is fine. Like, uh, you know, that's that's the way these things go. But um, I, uh, I, I want to mention your stressfulness, Sonia, because I have seen these movies. I don't know how many times. And when I watched it this past, well, two weeks ago, um, I like I legitimately felt full well knowing they were going to make that lightning strike that they weren't going to make that lightning. It strike. really feels that way. It comes and, very close. And they, but they just amp it up so well. Mm. And you know, there's like like all these continuous roadblocks that just keep falling, sort of. But uh, man, I don't know how long that street is in town, but Marty drives it at eighty kilometers an hour for. 10 minutes. 80 miles. <laughs> it's like over 100 kilometers an yeah. hour. Oh yeah. Way eight, over. Eight, 88, you guys. Okay, 88. Let's, yeah. let's, oh, is that what the number is here? They don't mention it <laughs> yeah. that often. So yeah, I come didn't... on. What are, you, what are we talking about? And the car is um, a BMW, right? <laughs> can I ask you guys joke. a question? How did Doc and Marty know each other? I love that question, Sean. And mm. I don't know. Nope. I no want a mad scientist as a best friend. Because we just yeah. open in a world where Marty goes over to Doc Brown's house and lets himself in before school. And they're just are the best of friends, but they do not explain how this 60-year-old man and 17-year-old boy are pals. You, you got to think it's like a dog walking situation. Mm-hmm. You know, four years before that, Marty's looking for some cash, going door to door. He sees Einstein there. Hey, can I walk your dog for five dollars? Oh, what's that weird thing? Oh, this is cool. Oh, I play the guitar. Wow, you know, like it. it I, I, it just grew from there. I feel if like they it, make. I feel like a prequel, it. I'm gonna lose it. Must have been a hijink situation where like Doc was up to one of his wild experiments and like Marty was just walking by and got roped into it somehow and then was like, "I'm so in for this." Maybe I don't know. I think Rick and Morty has all those answers, and I think they get pretty dark, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's his alcoholic grandfather. <laughs> oh man, I died. I, I didn't that. see him touch a drop of the alcohol throughout this series. So just that, no. just in the third one when he tells Clara that he's from the future and she doesn't believe him, and then he's heartbroken. And then he has one shot of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, and then is unconscious because <laughs> he's so sweet and innocent. It's true. Uh, it, well, this is now another aside. Uh, do you know how long it took me to realize that they were aging up Christopher Lloyd? Okay, like I, I just, I just thought you, he was sixty for eighty years. I was you didn't qu- see it in HD the first time, because <laughs> now you can really see the prosthetics. I was very confused by that too. When in the second one, he was like, "I got a like a facelift or whatever," so now I can like be consistent the entire time. But yeah, I was like. Because when it opened, I didn't know from the first one. I didn't. I didn't know really. I hadn't seen this before, so I was like, "Why are these two actors so weird looking? Like, why is Leah Thompson and Crispin mm. Glover bizarre?" <laughs> but now mm. I know it's because they made seventeen-year-olds into like fifty-year-old people. Yeah, but, but, but like it worked. Like, I, it was it's, so. It's perfect, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it worked. <laughs> I I kind of thought all of Leah Thompson's aging and de-aging. Took a, mm-hmm. I was rattled every time it happened. It kind of took various me out. weight fluctuations. Yeah, that reflects her state of well-being. I'm like, they um, could have just got a regular sixty-year-old actress instead of making Leah do all this I mean, bizarre it's more, stuff. It's more fun that way, I think. Um, but I do think it worked better, like pitching Michael J. into the future in the second one. And, uh, you know, maybe he was just more up for it than not. I don't know. But um, I, I I felt like that worked better. Than him Espe- going back? Well, yeah. Then, well, no, no. Then uh, Crispin Glover and Leah Thompson playing their older selves. Oh. Michael J. playing his older self. As well, I, like, I hate... This leads into my next... I hate to say this, you guys. For, like, 16 years, I didn't realize when he went to the Wild West that that was Michael J. Fox. I didn't know that. Why? For so long. I had no idea. I thought you were going to say you didn't know that his daughter was Me him. too. No, 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 no. no, no, no. So that so one long. you clocked, you clocked that one immediately. Yeah. But you. No, not that. The well, mustache. you're as bad as mustache, he right? is then because my whole thing with the third one is I'm like, how does he not look at this boy and be like, you're me? 
without a mustache and a Scottish accent, a very bad Scottish accent. I, I actually Irish. No, yeah, Mc... I think they're. I think they're oh. Irish. I thought they're Irish too. But... I was about to be like, no, Jer McFly, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's Irish. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that just goes to show how bad that accent It was is. so bad. Well, because I... No, yeah, you're right. Because Leah Thompson's was maybe more Irish, but it was also really bad. Yeah. I really well, appreciated Leah Thompson's Maggie, Maggie McFly. Yeah. I think that was the best iteration of the Leah Thompson that we saw she throughout the series. Yeah, but it's... That's, you know, it's wild. Okay, you guys, we kind of got into this. Uh, what Like, what is your past experience with these movies? When did you see it first? What... What order did you watch them in? Because that's an important question. Well, I hadn't seen any of them. And I know that makes me a a bizarre person. So I saw them all in the order that they are. And this week. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Is that weird? That's very weird. What do you think, Sean? I I think it's more exceptional than anything else. But uh, what, like, what, yeah, what did you, what did you think? It's just another 80s I think movie. That if Is it I, better than that? Or? I think that if they were part of my childhood, I would have been very much. Of, they would have been very fun. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna narrate this because we're on the radio, but uh, I got my VHSs from my mom, and I have all three right here. I saw you beautiful. post Whoa. that on Instagram, and I was like, "Video home system." He got the VHSs out. Yeah, but uh, whew, these things have been watched. Sonia, what about you? Yeah, I like, I feel like Back to the Future, like, I feel like I'm maybe a reflection of our culture, where Back to the Future is just such a part of our heritage that, like, I don't even know the first time I watched it. I don't Mm. remember. I don't think I've, I didn't watch the sequels very much, but I feel like I've seen the first one 6,000 times. Um, I watched, we only had, for a long time, we only had the first and third. Mm. Uh, and actually... Uh, with like a a little bit of give, it's pretty clear. Like like you know the 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 startings are kind of similar. Yeah, like we you can, um, but I think that might be why the second one is my favorite because it just blew my mind completely. Oh, because the second one is like fully like yes budget. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you've got streets full of cars. You've got entire sets. You've got Michael J. by Michael J. Yeah, like, like you have like an entire got... house full of Michael J's at one point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I don't even think I knew that was possible mm. when I, you know, like I was like, how would they do it? Like, did they? You know, they him? probably blew like, a lot of the CGI money on that Jaws nineteen graphic. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> so and funny. at some point, you have to like, because they made another Jaws for them, didn't they? Isn't there? Did, did they do that? Or no? What do you mean? Like there was I already a they... second one? No, no. Like, didn't they make uh, Jaws in 2019? That was a remake or something? Mm. I'm gonna Google it. They made I like don't... the Meg. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Well, yeah, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Research just... decide determines just... it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Jer- just Jeremy's. Uh, he was confused, so he moved along. Um. It also was great to see the future as seen through 80s eyes. Yeah. But fully knowing, like, 2015 is five years behind us now. We're not wearing uh, two ties as a fashion piece. Or <laughs> I, th- I think we should. I, mean, I think we should, too. There's, like, so many things that I'm just like, this was... Like, did you guys really think 30 years was going to do this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> wow. We did not meet expectations of our past selves. Also, we yeah, still we don't have hoverboards. Yeah. No. no that's, and, and I mean, we, you know, the future took a different direction than was anticipated. Yeah. And the fact that the one that still hits me hard is the weather. That's the one that I cannot stand. I mean, the lace-up shoes are nice, but whatever. Um, okay. Uh, you guys, have you uh, ever engaged in... So we're going to talk about Back to the Future Part 1. Um, ha- have you heard any of the logic about it being the best movie of all time? Well, I read a Vice article not very long before this where a woman made that very argument that, well, actually, mm-hmm. she said it was the best blockbuster of all time. Okay. Which Interesting. Is, yeah. Is, I think arguable. I, w- I like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but. Do you think mm-hmm. that? I don't know if I well, think that. 
Well, well, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, I don't know, the thought bubble that this exists within, uh, is sort of around this idea that it, you know how there's, we've talked about it before, but there's, how many is it, Sonya? There's only like 12 stories or something? Oh, yeah, I, I forget. Yeah. There's some. Anyway, the, but the, 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 the idea is that this takes all 12 in some way, shape, or form and concludes them mm. just in the first part. Like, that's how they worked everything together, which I can see because there's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of small moving pieces, right? Like, it's no, like, is Biff the villain or is time the villain? Like, Biff wow. is the villain depending on which timeline you're in. But I mean, but like, also, his, all of his ancestors suck. Yeah, and children. Well, I mean, that's true. But like, is he a bad guy? Yeah. Like he's 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 a mean guy. He's a jerk. I mean, Griff literally everyone worse. with his genetic information tries to sexually assault Leah Thompson. So I mean, that's a fair point. But uh, <laughs> every one of her know. relatives as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Which like is... I found I found that scene more distressing than I was expecting to actually in the first one, especially. It's, it... It's awful. It's it, really like, awful. It, I, and I, I can't believe I watched that. They kind of play it for, like, it's kind of breezy, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. they play it very jokey, and it is quite yeah. disturbing. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, you know, the 80s. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how they operated in the 80s? But, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. Yeah. I, like, I like how I thought that was a button on the whole mm-hmm. thing, but. You know, it was the 80s. Well, just like, you know, things were, ca- we were more casual about bad things that happened to people who weren't white men in the 80s. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And it was a, it's a hilarious joke that we stole rock music from black people. Didn't you guys know that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what was the question again? Oh, the 12 <laughs> stories. Wait, so is this like Marty versus nature, Marty versus Marty, like Marty versus... Yeah, yeah, it's it's because the, there's like, uh, it might be that there's only 12 characters in the narratives, I can't remember. But um, it's, you know, you can find like articles online where people are like, oh, here's this story, here's this story, mm. you know, like Doc's kind of the sage, and then another point it's like, you know, uh, the teacher and like all these different things. Uh, and then, how do I, these time loops get you. Marty teaching his dad, George, all this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there is a better movie structured than this one. Because it's very complicated, yet when you watch it, it goes down fine. And they fit in Johnny to be good, somehow. Like, that yeah. also goes in there. Like, Not it's very mention... tightly constructed, and they still manage to have a musical number, which is rare. Yeah. But also, maybe the best cliffhanger of all time? I which mean, was, which like... wasn't even supposed to be a setup for a sequel. No. They just thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, so they, like... they regretted ending it with Jennifer getting in the car with them, because <laughs> then they had to try and figure out something to do with her. Which they <laughs> didn't do very well, honestly. No. It just knocked her out. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, they just made her unconscious the entire time. Yeah. Uh, even though Elizabeth Shue is amazing and could have... She could have, like, been a huge part of the second film. I oh, agree. yeah. And but, third, honestly. Yeah. You know, I I would have liked to see more of that. But, you know, who knows? She the part I liked the most was when she, when she gets to that home and is trying to, like, navigate all these new people in the things. Yeah. That was very mm. good. Uh, do you guys think you'd eat the green beans on the pizza? Mm-mm. Oh, no. I would. That sounds delicious. I, th- I think green bean okay. pizza. I think I should try it. They'd have to be fresh, not canned. Yeah, they hydrate. Have to be the only hydrate to seventy-five percent. Oh my god, the best! Not to mention the fruit thing. I want one of. The- I've wanted one of those since I've. Whew. Where it like drops down and he just grabs the grapes, I think, out of it. Yeah, grapes. But uh, oh my god, so good! All right, you guys. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna finish this. Who's the best main character? So of my list of main characters, I've got a list here, but iterations across can because what's what's Biff Griff's name in the old timey one? Mad Dog. Buford. Mad Dog. Buford. Mad, Mad Dog. Dog Mad Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, the main characters that I'm... And you can argue for or against any of these. So, Marty, Doc, Lorraine, George, Biff, and the DeLorean. Hmm. Those are the main characters. No Einstein, I guess. Yeah, wow, Uh, Einstein (laughs) erasure. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I would have to say Doc, probably. Yeah. Everyone it's else like... just kind of reacts. I don't mm-hmm. know. Marty just runs. He runs, runs, runs. And says things are heavy. <laughs> yes. It's a, in fact, it's a, I, uh, I feel like I have, a, I have a working theory by the second and third one. Because he's like 30 years old at that point. And when the camera focuses on him, you can really see it. Mm-hmm. But I think that they keep him just running and moving so quickly that you never really get eyes on him. <laughs> he's never like stays in one place long enough to realize that it's a full adult man. That's funny. <laughs> You're like, just like, so oh, he's small. <laughs> he's small and fast. He must be a teenager. Fleet of foot. <laughs> um, I, it's, it still works for me. I don't know why. I just, yeah. I, I think I just glaze over and let it happen. I think it's Sh- something Sonya? where, like, if you watch it early enough, you just maybe. accept all of it. Except yeah. the incest stuff, maybe, but. Yeah, I think that yeah. in the third one, he had to take time off because his wife had a baby. Yeah, like, he is fully so. old. Uh, um, okay, yeah, I agree. I love Doc so much. But also, I think um, Tom... Oh, no, what's his last name? I've forgotten now. The guy who plays Biff, mm-hmm. like, really is the, the glue that holds these movies together in some yeah, ways. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Like, his various iterations, I cannot... I, I cannot emotionally deal with the manic, chaotic energy of future Biff. I forget his name, Griff. He scares me so much. I don't know. The way he, like, clenches his jaw and makes his eyes really big. Like, are, do you guys know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. But the thing, the thing that's weird is that I feel this way about old Biff in the alternate timeline. Where he's kind of got that Elvis vibe in the hotel, like the when he's know? his stepdad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that that, that one, myth is I, very I feel scary. the same way, but but yeah, but um, Griff is really intense. Griff like, is he's really scary. intense, but like he's, he's a murderer. Yeah, like, he's yeah, and like, like yeah. not he's not all there. I think. I mean, he's I, there's like robotic sounds, so you gotta wonder what he's done to himself. Yeah, I right? don't know, but I don't want to know. But he, like, I don't know. He just he delivers such different per- performances for his different iterations. Like, um, I don't know. He's, I think he's great. You're right. I mm-hmm. think that that actor carried doing all of those timeline people way better. No offense oh, yeah. to Leah Thompson, but just like when she's a middle aged woman, I just can't. It's just not right. Yeah, they didn't mm. give her a lot to work with. Also, like that's true. Like it's like she's horny for Marty, and that's the only interesting thing about her. And I think every time I saw her, I kept expecting her to still be horny for him, and so I was uncomfortable all the time. Yeah, it makes you uneasy. <laughs> and it's also, true. no offense, but would not your mom and your dad remember meeting someone when they were like sixteen that looked exactly like you? No, nah, man, that was Calvin Klein. Yeah, they're like. About? Remember, do you think he looks like Calvin Klein so much? <laughs> well, yeah, and then like also we we come to find out that like a bunch of their relatives look exactly like Marty, and so like I mean, for example, what's his face from <laughs> apparently the Irishman from <laughs> the <laughs> Irishman. Um, <laughs> Like, man, that think, actor like, looks like Michael J. Fox. That, yeah, man, that, wow. that guy looks exactly like your great grandfather. Mm-hmm. And then when you're, yeah, I've always wondered that. And then also, like, because they, he says that his nickname is Marty. Anyway, mm-hmm. I won't get into the the plot holes because it, I start to fall into a cavern as I do with That's all true. time travel. But do you, I? I always wonder if they named him after Calvin Klein, right? Oh, we don't like Calvin, but Marty's a good name, so yeah. let's, you know, like. If that's how they but did it. But in the original but... timeline, he didn't. Ex- they didn't know him yet. It hadn't happened yet. Like well, when yeah, Marty was originally born. I know. That's just too confusing, though, Sonia. I know. When I start to think <laughs> about these things, it confuses me. Um, also, uh, I, I love Doc a lot. Um, I fe- Well, we'll talk about Chris, Chris and Glover a bit more at length here. Mm. But um, the older science fiction successful version of him... I think is so cheesy. I love it so much because you can tell Crispin Glover is uncomfortable with the character he's playing. And like, I wonder like how many times he had to open that box or tell his son to open that box just because it seems so awkward or did they just not care? Like, I don't know which one it was, but 
Crispin I mean, Glover well, because... is so funny and weird. There's yeah, like a I... scene where Marty's trying to open a bottle of Coke and and he's like stressed out and he's like, ah, and then Marty's like, how do you open this? And he just like grabs it and like throws his whole body into opening it and then just like keeps walking. Mm-hmm. It's like so weird. He's, he's such he a strange these, like, man. Like flows in deposits. Yeah. It's almost like a Nick Cage thing. Anyway, Sonia, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say like, do we have time to get into Crispin Glover a bit? Because... We're we're going to, but we don't have time right now. Okay. So we will we'll talk to him after. But before the break, really quick, Sean, did you notice Billy Zane? <gasps> Is he like a a henchman or something? Yeah, he's in Biff's car. Okay. That's yeah. where, like, Flea is. That's where they got all these, like, 80s, like, sneaky people. Just <laughs> as part of his gang. The 80s, the 80s sneaky people as part of his gang. Needles. Man. Oh, man. So crazy. All right, you guys. Uh, with that, we'll take a short break to hear a word from our sponsors. We're talking about uh, Back to the Future Parts 1, 2, and 3 on Spoiler Alert. You're listening to 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We'll be right back. Uh, we're back. You're listening to Spoiler Alert, 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. That was a word from our sponsors. Today we're talking about Back to the Future Parts 1, 2, and 3. But uh, first, um, does anyone know what time it is? Anyone have a... know what time the time it is here? Uh, the lightning strikes we at midnight. time. <laughs> well, those were both pretty good, but it's game time, people! Uh, well, oh, no! I knew what? it was going to happen! What happened? Did you get stage fright? <laughs> yeah, no! Okay. I forgot the tune! Okay, let's, let's try what, it one more a, time. Here there's right? a soundtrack? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Sonya's got it. Okay. It's game time, people. Blam, 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 blam. Well, Huey Lewis nice. there for you. There you go. You oh, I you was like, it. I've never heard that song before in my life. I forgot but the melody. I, I just forgot it, and I knew it was going to happen, <sighs> and then I psyched myself out about it. Anyway. Oh, you did you did great. Uh, for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend, I think it was like 40 seconds this week, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. Uh, I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a good time. Are you two ready to play the game? Yes! yes. Okay, this week's title is The Frighteners. That title again, The Frighteners. The Frighteners? The Frighteners. Huh! Yeah. Do you want to go, Sean, or do you want me to go? Sure. I think it's about a um, a gang of teenage time bandits that uh, are able to manipulate time, and um, they go back and they they do big pranks. They steal things. They're kind of just general messes, but then they have they actually have a problem to solve, a person to save, and then they have to use their time bandit energy to. To play it straight. Be on the level. Nice. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sonia. Okay. I think The Frighteners is a Robert Zemeckis movie from the 80s. I don't know. I yeah. guess. Maybe the 90s. Uh-huh. Um, where a private company invents time travel, but then um, through a series of like convoluted legislation... The government mandates that, like, not unlike how some conservative states require women to watch scary videos uh, before they undergo certain medical procedures, um, before oh. a person time travels, they have to watch, um, like, basically, like, a VR of, like, the worst possible thing that could happen if you don't follow the rules of time travel. And there's this group of people called the Frighteners who basically find out like people's deepest darkest fears and they create these like terrifying realities like the 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 videos or whatever that they have to go into um and then basically oh i didn't think through the rest of this um one of the main ones uh Mm -hmm. steals a time machine and goes back in time and that's what the movie's about (laughs) (laughs) that's about that's it was I a felt. really complicated premise, and I lost it there at the end. I don't know. That's it. That's okay. You still got it. You still got it. Um, those were both very good ideas. I like them a lot. You're, um, you're both wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, and dimensions. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, Sonya, you were pretty close with uh, a couple things. Had you mentioned one other element, I think that would have been a half a point. But, you know, here Michael J. Fox? That's, that would have done oh, it. Oh, um, that was my thought. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, The Frighteners is a 1996 comedy horror film directed by Peter Jackson. Mm. Wow. Uh, and it is ex- executive produced or yeah, by Zemeckis. Um, and it stars, of course, um, Michael J. Uh, so the premise of this movie is that he gets into a car accident and his wife dies. But after that, he can see dead people. So he becomes this kind of con man guy where his friends, who are ghosts, go haunt people. And then he removes them from the house and pay- gets paid a whole bunch of money. Um, but he can actually see these these dead people. And then um, a bunch of other stuff happens. There's a, a, a murderer in town, and they find out that the murderer can kill ghosts. So it's this like whole thing. Uh, in- adventure ensues, uh, this time not through time, but death. And uh, it's pretty great. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. It's, it's wild. It's got what, a great ending. What's in the it's, scam for the ghosts? Uh, I don't really know. I think he just kind of keeps them happy. Oh. He lives at... Uh, Michael J. Fox plays this, like, uh, disgraced architect, I guess you would call it, um, who's now in this, you know, this this business or whatever. But they just kind of hang out with him and watch TV and do different stuff. And I think he just kind of gives them stuff that he wants. They're very friendly and nice. But, um, yeah, that's, no, it's pretty that great. That sounds great. Yeah. That's how... Um, I also met a disgraced architect. <laughs> Um, well, you kept yeah, designing no. all those buildings upside down, Sean. I, well, I could never get the blueprints the right side <laughs> way, the right side up. Yeah, just go with what you feel. Um, the game is, of course, brought to you by the biggest theater in town. Standing it over, I don't know, something like 88 uh, Michael J. Fox's tall. Uh, the Kramer Max Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center. No one laughed at my joke. It was, well, sorry, I liked it. It's because it's because I was just remembering that there's big news with yes, IMAX. That's, that's right. What it's, is it, Sean? It's open, people. It's back Woo! open. So no no more waiting um, unless you're brave. That's the. They're going to be I playing mean... Tenet, which I really want to see. Speaking oh, man, of I... crazy time travel or. Oh. Time bending or whatever is happening in that, I'm, I might have to go to that. Oh, I would I, love to go to that. That's uh, that sounds pretty good. That sounds a pre- like a pretty good way to get back into it. But I will have to wear a mask and freak out the whole time. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, you guys, we're talking about um, Back to the Future. <laughs> Did part you one, forget? Two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. I didn't forget. I just had to. I'm just reordering my questions in my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just that pause. You just, just the way your face looked while you paused. I was like, uh oh. I, I was thinking, but not about Jeremy's that. corpsing. Um, ooh. Uh, so we briefly were talking about who our best or our favorite main character was. What about your favorite non-main character? Do you guys have one that sticks out a little bit? Well, I sort of gave it away. Mm-hmm. But I love Clara, played by Mary Steenburgen. Oh yeah, Bergen, Bergen, she, Steenburgen. She might, she might be on the main characters list as well. That's I'll, a great I'll, question. The hard G or soft G, I don't know. I don't know, but no, either way, that woman has not aged in almost thirty years. Yeah, because the third one came out the year before I was born, and I swear she looks the same. No, I think so. she looks so, the exact yeah. same age. Yeah, so um, she's just oh, she's so sweet. And smart. There's this one moment when her and Doc are falling in love, and he goes like, "I've never met a woman who liked Jules Verne before." And I was like, "Don't you not other girls like her?" <laughs> but <laughs> not she, like other I, girls her. That's what I was trying. I, to say. I forgive him for that because Jules Verne was a very recent. That's true. Author. <laughs> She's like, "What do you mean you read it when you were a kid? He only <laughs> came out with it like five years ago." It made me <laughs> feel like a kid. Um, plus she's brave. She rode that horse. She jumped on that train. Mm-hmm. Um, she could yeah. have done more. She, she could, they, they could have given her more to do. Oh, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, she was really in control of the horses that time. She really yeah. blew it the first time to meet her. <laughs> um, wasn't, it, wasn't it snakes? Wasn't snakes, it snakes the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I really like, um, Strickland. The oh, yeah. mean principal who pops in every once in a while to tell 
Michael J. Fox that he's up to no good, which he always is. He's um, a slacker. He's a slacker. Yeah. And then in various timelines, we still we meet him, and he'll be like the no nonsense sheriff in town, or as I said, the Mad Max like gun warrior from number two, and <laughs> also principal, <laughs> also principal. And yeah. I just I think I it's a funny little just like nod to this character. And also, mm-hmm. as I said, I think Maggie McFly, the, the Irish Maggie McFly, is also a very fun character. Um, it, th- this is one of my favorite characters because he commands his scene. He has one scene in the whole thing, and it's the best. It's one of my favorite scenes of all time. And it's the bartender when they make Doc Brown's wake-up juice. And oh, I don't yeah. even think he has a name. I think it's just bartender. And I don't know if that guy is he also like like in the diner before or anything. I don't even know. But um, it would make sense that if he was working the the yeah. chocolate shop or whatever. But uh, it's just great. It's I love it so much. And the like weird concoction of stuff. And my brother and I used to make wake up juice in the blender. It was made with different stuff, mostly candy, but it still <laughs> was a thing. Go go juice. <laughs> just blending <laughs> candy together. That's like basically what Honey Boo Boo used to do. Did she do that? That's what her go-go juice was. It was like, it was like um, energy drinks with pixie sticks in them or something. Oh God! Yeah, oh, it's really, God. it's really unethical. I don't know why I I've, brought that up. <laughs> I've, I've, not, I've not engaged with. That's that the before. darkest timeline you <laughs> that brought up. That is the darkest timeline. Okay, moving, moving along. Let's darken this timeline a, a little bit more. You guys, was Crispin Glover the star of Back to the Future? Well, he has like, the main heroic moment. I would say he isn't. Because he was told he was the star. Was he? Yes. What? That's that why, is so rude that's to why, him. That's why he's only in one of the movies. No, it's because he didn't like the ending. Oh, it's uh, I, there's all sorts of stories. Yeah, there's all sorts was... of stories. But he, he did an interview a few years ago that it was he didn't like that they got rich at the end. Oh, because there's another interview where he says he was told he was the star. Well, I think Crispin Glover. I think he. I think, I think he cultivates got his a certain own image. Timelines mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. I did like him in this. I liked his greasy part down the middle hair. Mm-hmm. He has just like he's so bizarre. He moves like Falcor, like he's just <laughs> yeah. like a reptile, like flying dog. Uh but he yeah, also, I can, oh, sorry, I, I thought he made good choices as like nerdy dad and then mm-hmm. also then nerdy teenager. I thought he was very great. If and they were also, honest with him about what his role was, maybe it would have been chiller. Yeah. And also peeping Tom. Yeah. I I, we forget about that part. That, that, I do forget that, about peeping Tom. You're right. That's pretty, pretty overt. Like, didn't he have a ladder? Did he no, a he ladder? was fully in a tree. Oh, okay, but still, he was in a tree with binoculars. Tree, and then Marty saves. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wait, what and that's we... that's a dark <laughs> thing to find out about your father. It really mm-hmm. is. That's the thing. I'm like, how would you not have an existential crisis that you're like, I have to reinstate the timeline where my peeping tom father gets to marry the woman he was creeping on. I yeah. But otherwise, I, mean... I won't exist. <laughs> like that's rough. That's that I would is... have. I would have to take a minute with that. That yeah, is rough. I think so. If the, if there's a paradox here, that's one of them. It's it is. I mean, that's. Oh, that's do you know really what funny. I should have said for my favorite character is Marty's sister. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's so she, funny. She is funny and annoying, and also in it for like literally thirty seconds, but very fun. Her picture shows up a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, we I, see her picture a lot, but we don't hear a lot from her. I like that the McFly household is one where you just stay forever. <laughs> like, in the, <laughs> once they get rich, his brother, just in a suit with gray hair, looks fully 45. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That that's, is funny. That's how you, but yeah. Crispin Glover, uh, as a result yeah. of having... Or is this what you were about to talk about? Yeah, yeah. You're, you can do it if you, you're back. in charge. No, keep, you're, keep rolling with it, man. He, like, as a result of of not being in the sequels, either for money or because he thought he was going to be the star or because he didn't like the ending, mm-hmm. um, he sued them and won because they specifically used um, a mold of his face to make the prosthetics for the new guy. 
And so mm-hmm. he, and it was kind of a landmark case because it was one of the first instances of a movie using someone's likeness without their permission, which is interesting. That he won is like a million dollars. That is shocking mm-hmm. because I did not know that they used a different actor. Yeah, exactly. that's why they hung him upside down. So you couldn't tell. Because I was like, oh my god, his mouth is, his eyes are now a mouth. I don't understand this face. He just threw his back out. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, you guys. Uh, we, we keep, uh, we're running out of time, but that's okay. Uh, we have to talk about Eric Stoltz. Mm. Um, so as you may or may not be aware, uh, they shot the first five weeks of this movie with Eric Stoltz as Marty. Uh, all the Hill Valley stuff, and then they had to redo five weeks of work, which was a big deal, and then they had to start like, shooting at night because of Michael J. Fox's other commitments and stuff. Have you guys seen the Stoltz footage? I've seen a bit of it, and it's not mm-hmm. amazing. I think it's locked down. The Stoltz the cut? Yeah. No, I, I read no that Stoltz they didn't cut. like him because he was too serious or too dramatic. Yeah. He is very serious in the... 80 seconds or whatever that I have watched in it. It's just but, funny uh, to get that vibe from this obviously campy, campy little movie. Mm-hmm. What was Eric doing? He was, you know, he's at, he was acting away. So you guys both think that it was the right move to navigate away from the Stoltz, the Stoltz Arama. Well, yeah. I can't pass judgment because I haven't seen Stoltz do Marty uh, yet, but fair enough. It's, it's, uh, it's a different in- intensity. And I'm also shocked at how Christopher Lloyd can just do literally the exact same thing twice. Like, I, I don't even, like, it's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect both times. They're identical. You could lay them over top of one another, and it probably wouldn't even, like, shift that much. He's a master. But it's true. But it I true. think, yeah, I think it was the right choice because even though it is kind of a silly character and, like, yeah, he's running around the whole time. Michael J. Fox is so good as Marty. Like, he, it's a really good performance. He hits all the right notes for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's great at carrying this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a part okay. of his performance I did not appreciate was in the, the third one, where he does the moonwalk for several uncomfortable minutes. <laughs> that I did Just not appreciate. Keep stealing from black people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it went on for, I would say, it felt like 10 minutes. Yeah. Of him just doing a very uncomfortable moonwalk. And I was like, when is this going to end? They were shocked, Sean. They were absolutely shocked. I Um, was shocked, too. It was a cultural reset. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Um, Do you guys love the time machine as much as I do, or no? Like, the H.G. Wells novel, or? (laughs) No, no. Like, the the DeLorean. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know, like I it. Mean, it. I don't never, know how much you do, but it never seems to work. Uh, it works when it needs to, Sean. <laughs> and it looks. It so always good. needs something else. Yeah. Um, I will say two fun tidbits. Number one, the first time I saw a real life DeLorean, I was very confused <laughs> because because there was no Google to just show me that that was a type of that car it was just a car. They just, stuck some stuff to i thought it was just a time machine so that was uh number two i've i have been in the delorean oh wait Where? Like the re- one of the real ones i don't think so oh <laughs> but but it was at universal studios and this man let me sit inside and he was trying to explain to me how to turn it on and i turned it on before he could stop talking because i had watched it so many times i like that's amazing. Yeah, it was great. It was amazing. Was it, did your um, little nerd were your heart parents just explode in, in the vicinity? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was at like a stage show thing, so we were in like bleachers, and they had the car, and they were talking about it. And I was like, "Who wants to sit in the car?" And I remember like my hand shot up so hard, and then my mom lifted me higher. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they were just wow. like, "Let's get this kid in this car," and it was the best day ever. Um, there was also a backdraft demo, which was truly incredible, but neither here nor there. All right, you guys, I got one final question before we talk about what we've been watching. Why don't hoverboards work on water? That's an excellent question. Does it have to I was like, surface tension? Why is he <laughs> stuck there? I think um, it must. I don't have an answer. I don't know. Why is the gang, like, barreling down on him and he can't move? It makes no sense. Because Biff's hoverboard is working. Well, it's because one of the best lines of the whole movie where that guy goes, you'd need power! 
<laughs> no, wait, that sounded like Emperor Palpatine. I don't know. But he says it really funny. Uh, no, no I, think you, I, I think you captured that, man. It was pretty good. I like that guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, that's just, I don't know. They clearly just wrote it. They're like, he stops for some reason. Yeah, oh, they needed a Bugs Bunny moment. Like, Done. why did they make out. water splash up into the engine or something and make it? There are so many different ways it could have gone. Yet here we are. No, not to mention the fact that, like, it's still hovering. Yeah, it, it just, just doesn't it go. Doesn't, yeah. I also really liked the character from that future gang. The the girl with the long blonde ponytail that was a part of the, the mean gang. I wanted mm-hmm. to see more from her. She I literally great. knew that's who you were going to say. As She's soon as fun. you said I really liked the character, <laughs> I was like, she had leopard print sleeves and long blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was doing a, a real Luke. Yeah. To be in a gang. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, you guys. I think, uh, well, at least for, for for a little bit of time, we can put a pin in this uh, until we talk about uh, Back to the Future Part 2 in our Part 2 episode yeah. taking place in three years ago from now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you guys, uh, as we come to the last part of our show, I just have one question, and that's, uh, what you watching? What you watching? Um, and, Anything cool? Well, I watched a movie. I actually watched it a couple weeks ago, but then I forgot to talk about it. Um, so I don't know if that's cheating, but it's called An American Pickle. Have you guys heard of oh, this? Oh, you watched it. Excuse I me. I did yeah. watch it. I really liked it. I haven't it. watched it yet. I okay. really, really liked it. It's Seth Rogen in both lead roles. Basically, basically, a man in the early 20th century who is played by Seth Rogen uh, is this a Rick and Morty live-action movie? Honestly, I, I know. I, that's what I thought the first time I heard it, too. Um, falls into a vat of pickles at the factory where he works, and he basically gets pickled and remains perfectly preserved for, like, a hundred years. And then he's found, and then Seth Rogen also plays his only living relative. Um, and it's basically... It's, it's a lot more heartwarming than I was expecting. And honestly, Seth Rogen performed... Um, delivered like a really really good performance his the two characters are really distinct um it's really it's quite funny it's really cute i liked it nice okay oh that's good i i've been meaning to check it out i just have not yet yeah i think you guys will like it sean um so i watched the series perry mason oh i know it's not the old-timey series it's a new series on hbo i watched it on crave um it stars Matthew Reese as Perry Mason, who is, I just love him. I love looking at his face. He's just got such a, like, a character, like, he's just such a character. And a, he was in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, as uh, you might remember. And he was great in that, too. Um, and anyway, he is, like, a, a private investigator. Then he turns into a lawyer. Uh and the series, it gave me a little bit of, like, television blue balls in some ways. Uh, because it's, like, a court drama, but there's not really any explosive, like, tide-changing testimony, which I expect from a courtroom <laughs> right. drama. Uh, the bad, like, the villains are not really punished. There's this, like, Russian roulette shot of a baby, a dead baby that they show in all the time. It's a baby with its eyes sewn open and the series opens with it. And then every once in a while, they'll just be like, cut back to this baby. And it's really gross. And so that's my quibble with it. Oh, and also (laughs) Tatiana Mislani's in it. And she plays this like revival church preacher type lady. And she is really great. And there's an amazing scene of her dressed as a sailor girl running down the street with a bloody nose. Just like <laughs> it's some of the shots are really amazing. And um, yeah, there's great people. John Lithgow's in it. Mm, nice. I think I think I suggest watching it. I'm not sure. How many episodes is the show? Like eight. Mm. Oh, OK, that's all that's on right now. Yeah. Mm. Are they an hour? It. But I think there's I think there's going to be a second season. I hope there is. And they're an hour long. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, you guys. It's a big moment for us. I've been excited to talk about it. I finally finished Nanette on Netflix. <gasps> Yay! Which we had talked about forever ago. Uh, I have I have two I have two points. Mm. Uh, number one, I like 
I don't know. I, I don't think that was a stand-up comedy show. I don't know if I need to care. But I think we should just have a spoken word category on Netflix. Like, shows. Like, I don't think we need to categorize it at all. One-woman show category. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, number two, it's probably one of the best things I've seen in the past three years. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. And I was, for half of it, I was really annoyed. And I think it was because I was expecting a comedy special. Mm-hmm. Because I had seen the trailer for, like, her other comedy special, which is a comedy special. Um... But uh, um, at some point, like, it just becomes captivating and powerful. And, like, you hear about all the awards it's won. And for, like, ten minutes, I was like, I, like, what's, like, you know, what's she doing? And then you realize, like, oh, she's not telling, like, she's not trying to make you laugh. That's not the point of this. And uh, it's really great. It's really good. Like, it was, it was great. Yeah, I like, honestly think, I honestly think it had to be, um marketed as a comedy special because so. you like needed that twist and that's what she wanted to do was basically like flip it on you mm-hmm. like that yeah and i thought like because her whole thing is that like she has to quit comedy so this is her in the process of doing that and like you know it's it's very internal and powerful and like you know the emotion that comes out like it's just mm-hmm. incredible it's, it's absolutely incredible and um i wonder Honestly, if Netflix is ready for like other things, yeah, I don't right? know. Like, like I, I think so. I, I think, mean, like, I think people would watch it, but yeah, and and you know, like it could be funny, it could be sad, it could be whatever. But like, th- there's a whole movement right now, which honestly is incredibly strong, of people performing funny things on stage, mm-hmm. right? Like, like it's it's people like it. It's good. It's accepted. Some people are twisting it and, you know, Bo Burnham, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, like, if anything, like, I would like to see more things like that. Yeah. Like, I, you know. Oh, I, yeah. I like an know. hour of, like, storytelling from, like, an engaging person. Yeah. Like, that, you know, that I think great. that would be. Or, like, uh, the other one I was thinking is, like, like the like the poetry section. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're ready for that. You know, like a 10-minute reading of something. Like, try it. See what people do. Right? Um but Ruby Carr live at the Apollo. <laughs> yeah. I I would watch that. Anyway, you guys, we're out of time, unfortunately. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my co-hosts, Sonia and Sean, everyone here at CJ2R, and to our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is coming up next. See you next week. Bye. Bye.